Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. It was still very early in the morning. Aunt Mary Lane and Lefty Larkin had eaten their breakfast in the kitchen of the farmhouse. As they finished, the sun was just beginning to make a warm glow to the east. Peggy was still asleep upstairs. Aunt Mary and Lefty hadn't talked much, but each knew the other's mind was occupied with thoughts of last night's conversation with the young girl. What she'd said concerning her agreement with Nicholas Dorn, the young writer who'd been staying in Wakefield during the past few months. Now Lefty's finished his second cup of coffee and lit his after-breakfast pipe. Aunt Mary goes over to the stove, lifts the lid of a large pot simmering on the back. Gosh, that soup smells mighty good, Aunt Mary. (laughs) Well, Lefty, you you just finished breakfast. I know. That's why I can begin looking forward to lunch. (laughs) Well, we have quite a few things to do between now and then. Shall we get started? Yes, I guess we'd better... You better start thinking of getting those pumpkins stored away down cellar. Think you have time to do it today? Oh, I suppose so, if I don't get sidetracked. Seems to be something the matter with the carburetor on the truck. I thought I'd look at it this afternoon. It did seem to flutter more than usual last time I went into town. <laughs> Sounds like the chickens are extra hungry this morning. Oh, by the way, did you ever find that little speckled hen, the one Peggy likes so much? <laughs> I forgot to tell you, Aunt Mary. You'll never guess where she's been nesting. Oh, I can't imagine. Peggy and I spent two hours the other day. Do you remember the masquerade they gave at the Oddfellows Lodge last summer? And I wore that Mexican sombrero? Uh-huh. Well, I stowed it away on a shelf up in the tool shed. <laughs> Darned if that little old hen hasn't made it into the coziest nest you ever saw. Oh, for goodness sake. When I found it the other day, I couldn't help just standing there and laughing. <laughs> she looked so pleased with herself somehow. <laughs> Well, I'd better... Uh, Lefty, um, just a minute. Yes, Aunt Mary? I, uh, I want to talk to you about something. It's about Peggy, isn't it? Yes, it is. She did come up to talk to you last night, then. I told her I thought she ought to. She said she promised to marry Nicholas. Yeah. 
I know. I'm terribly concerned about it, Lefty. I know Peggy doesn't want to go against my wishes. That's perfectly clear. But at the same time, she's so positive. I'm not sure I can make her understand. Then you haven't changed your mind? You still feel it's not a good idea? Yes, I do. That's too bad. You mean, uh, you think she'll go ahead anyway? I don't know about that, Aunt Mary. Maybe you'll be able to make her see it your way, but... But you see, Peggy asked me too, and I had to be honest with her. What did you tell her, Lefty? Well, Aunt Mary, I... I told her as far as I'm concerned, Nicholas Dorn is a fine young man. If he thinks... She thinks she'll be happy married to him, well, she ought to go right ahead. I see. The last thing I want to do is to... Well, to talk against something you believe in for Peggy. You know that, Aunt Mary. But this time, I... Well, I just had to tell her the way I felt. Well, of course you did. I, I understand that. And in this case, it, it seems to me the sooner Peggy settled down and starts a new life for herself, the better it'll be. I understand so well how you feel about it, Lefty. And yet, well, you can call it premonition or whatever you like. But I just can't get over the feeling that Peggy should wait. That it's very important for her not to take any definite steps at this time. Well, if you're thinking of anything in connection with that Calvert gang, it seems to me you could wait forever and nothing would change. <laughs> no use my talking to you about Bill Mead, Lefty. You just won't be reasonable on the subject. How can I be after the way he's acted? But there may be a reason we don't know about. You can't be so sure. Oh, Aunt Mary, you're such a sentimentalist. You're remembering that Bill Mead was the first man Peggy was ever interested in. With a young girl like Peggy, that makes a great deal of difference. Yes, I know. And for a while there, it did look as if it all might work out. However, since it didn't, it's a good thing we found out in time what sort of a fellow Bill Mead is. Well, Lefty, I'm sorry I can't agree with you. I don't think we have found out everything there is to know about Bill Mead's actions. I have the feeling there's a lot more to be known. A lot more which may be brought out into the open before very long. And at that moment, the young man in question was trudging along down Willow Road. A short distance ahead of him, Bill Mead saw a small, somewhat battered roadster. A young girl was struggling to get a jack under its rear axle. Hello, Jane. Need any help? Oh, Bill Mead. Oh, am I glad to see you. I... I've got a flat. <laughs> so I see. Well, we can get that fixed in no time. Here, let me do that. Oh, gee, thanks. It looks so easy watching a man do it. I know the principle, all right, but... <laughs> I'd like to have a dollar for every tire I've seen since I was a kid. Yeah, I used to have a cut-down Ford when I was in high school. <laughs> Boy, that thing had a flat every 50 miles just about. I know. That was part of the fun in those days. Yeah. Bill, I certainly appreciate your doing this for me. Look, why don't I drive you out to camp? Turn about at fair play, you know. And I've plenty of time. But you go the other way, don't you? Oh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> don't you trust yourself in my jalopy? It may look a little tired, but it runs all right. <laughs> well, if you're sure it won't make you late. Oh, this is swell of you, Jane. That is quite a little trek out to camp, unless you have a ride. Well, I should say it is. 
Besides, I've been sort of hoping I'd run into you somewhere. I thought a lot about that talk we had in town that night. Do you remember? Yes, I do, Bill. Maybe I shouldn't have spoken as I did that night. Her being Peggy's best friend and everything. But it certainly helped. I... Well, I, I felt that you understood. I think I do. I've wondered since then... I almost called you up, but I didn't quite have the nerve. Yes, Bill? Well, I wondered if you ever gave Peggy my message. I did want her to know that I'd been honest with her, even though it probably didn't look that way, and, and that I mean to prove it to her someday. Maybe quite soon now. I did give her the message, Bill. I see. You mean the reaction was negative? I'm afraid it was. I'm sorry, Bill. Oh, that's all right. It's not your fault, Jane. It's nobody's fault but my own. What do I expect, anyway? You know, Bill, I... I just have to tell you this. Even though it's none of my business, really. But for some reason, I... I can't help it. In spite of the fact that this whole situation is... Well, a, a pretty strange one. You're being married and everything. Still, I, I can't help believing in you. And in spite of the way Peggy... I mean, the way things seem to be, I still think of you and Peggy together. I just do, that's all. Yeah, so do I. Even though I have no right to the way things stand. And yet, when I see her in town sometimes, that writer, that Nicholas Dorn, I... Well, it's plenty tough, that's all. I thought his job was finished quite a while ago, but he doesn't show any signs of leaving. No, he doesn't. I believe he's planning to stay here. You might as well tell me, Jane. He... He's really interested in Peggy, isn't he? Well, Bill, naturally, I can't say anything definite, but from what I've gathered, I... I have to tell you. He and Peggy seem to be serious. Yes, I... I'd say he was definitely interested. Bill Meade was silent after that. In his masculine way, he struggled to hide his hurt, not wanting to ask for sympathy. But Jane's words confirmed the doubts which had been growing stronger every day. His feeling that every moment of delay in straightening out his life was dangerous to his hopes for the future, for a reconciliation with Peggy. We know, Bill. You're determined to get a divorce when Kit returns. But perhaps you'll feel differently when you see your child, the baby son Kit intends you to believe is your own. <laughs> <laughs> 